I think this is a perfect opportunity where we can let the big chief I'll loose. Let her rip, dude. <laughs> I'm be. feeling pretty good right now, too. So he was yeah. feeling good. He was starting everything off. He was like, "Listen, brother." Oh, wait a minute. I, you know, I picture I picture him like the Hulk, where he takes he, the center of his shirt and he rips it apart. I, I, I'd say I was the big chief on uh, um, Bullshit Corner. Yeah, I think I, so. I let her rip. You went live on Bullshit Corner. Oh yeah, I went live on Bullshit Corner, but then they lost the tape. There was like a table of these eight ladies. Probably my age, maybe a little older. Right behind us there. Right behind us. And before we started, our wives were like sitting way over there. And those ladies grabbed me and they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, who are you? And I was like, well, I'm big chief. And they were like, like, I'm here to work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh my, you're really big chief. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm big chief. And they're like, that is a badass name. And I was like, it damn sure is. (laughs) We're going to have to talk about that. Hold that thought. Let's start the show. (laughs) Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards, and I am Sam Zeke Baker, but together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. We have some very, very special guests. I am in their hotel room. They kidnapped me. I'm really enjoying it here, though. They didn't tie me up too hard. But before we start getting into this, I want to let you know today's show is brought to you by CastCartel.com. They are changing the industry standard as to how you get your liquor shipped directly to your door. It's really a convenience thing. They are like the Amazon of the spirits industry. So what they're doing is they're allowing merchants to get hooked up with you. They're like a matchmaker. They are like the millionaire matchmaker of the whiskey industry. They are not setting the prices, though. So it's the merchants that they work with that set the prices. So when you look at it, some of them are going to be like a typical online retailer. They may be a little bit more than normal, but there's a lot of stuff that you can easily get shipped right to your door that is a great price. I would encourage you to look through there, find your favorite whiskey, scotch, bourbon, whatever it is. They have other stuff, too and get it shipped directly to your door at cascartel.com. Also, go to Instagram at cascartel, and they're always doing awesome giveaways to their fans. They just did a whole Blanton's giveaway. They did a Pappy giveaway before that. Whenever industry people work with them and they have an excess of stuff, they put it in a smaller sample bottle and get it out to their people on instagram.com. So go to cascartel.com, go to instagram.com backslash cascartel, and check them out for yourself. I have two very, very, very great people. This show probably isn't going to be as long as I, I wanted it to be because I probably spent an hour and a half taking over their show, and I feel really bad about that. But I have Jim and Mike, the big chief, the two fellers that make up the bourbon road. Thank you so much for coming on Dad's Drinking Bourbon. John, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. And I'm going to allow Jim to take over this show. Well, first I'd like it's probably odd sitting in our hotel room um, with me because you know you walk in and I'm sitting here with my grunt style whiskey help shirt on, like a rolling billboard for don't grunt lie. Style. You had a bathrobe and um, nothing on. Well, I, I don't have any pants on right now. I got my Reebok underwear on and my area boots. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. Now I know he was nervous <laughs> coming up here. A couple of Kentucky guys asked him up to his hotel room. You guys said this already. I graduated from Kentucky. What what really? got me you're used to playing cornhole 
Yeah. I shaved my back. He said, Jim, go get that coconut oil. (laughs) (laughs) He did talk about coconut oil on the the last show. Yeah. I kind of was wondering what was going on. and, And then Big Chief said, well, you sure got a pretty mouth. <laughs> and I didn't know what else was going to happen, but we have been spending an hour and a half, and I encourage people to go to the Bourbon Road, and we will talk about your guys' podcast and what it is you do. But I would encourage you to go listen to that hour and a half. I think we kind of faded at the end. I think there's some room for editing. Is Zeke a real dude? I don't yeah. know. I just, I think you have this like midget in a little <laughs> bag you carry around, and he pops out and he's like, hey, my name's Zeke. I think I'm you have from, to say little person. To uh, little per- what is he? Because he is he a regular size fellow? <laughs> yeah, he's like six four. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen the guy before. So I've seen pictures of him, but he's standing next to you, so I can't tell. Yeah, he's he's. But like you make him four. stand on a sit on a stool or something? No, I'm six three. I know, but does he? You make him sit on a stool though? Oh yeah, because his ass falls asleep if hey, he sits well, on the couch. Hey, hell yeah. <laughs> he'll tell you if he gets too comfortable, he'll just fall asleep. Huh. Well, we're we're doing a good job of taking over the show. Let's just keep going down that path. Oh no, I'm fine with it. Well, I I'll mean, tell you what, we brought a pretty badass bourbon, finished bourbon for you. Yeah, now I brought some stuff for you on your show. We drank Horse Soldier, and then I brought some stuff for you all. You drank the Black Bell. You guys have a whole thing where on your show you bring one, I bring yeah. one. You guys drank the Wolfpack pick from Jack Daniels, and I had you drink Breaking Bread, the pinhook pick. I just wanted to extend some Southern hospitality to y'all. What did you think of those picks? Well, I enjoyed them both. I think that that Jack Daniels pick was a little bit special, though. Definitely special. I think I'm having trouble remembering it now because I moved from that to the pinhook. But going back to that Jack Daniels, I think it was definitely kind of a syrupy sweetness. It had a little bit of minerality to it, though. I thought it was, uh, you had that tobacco notes to it with some, man, chocolate-covered raisins. Well, I was sexy, in the bathroom, and I heard sexy. through the wall, chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. He, thought, I he, was, like, he yeah. thought I was going to massage him on chocolate. No, I was like, I I knew. Were I you pulled, trying to figure out how to get out the window? You're like, damn, that dude's as big as me. I was like, man, there's no windows in the bathroom. I'm, I'm screwed. I can't get out of here. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about you guys, your show, what it is you do. All right. Well, I'll, I'll start off, Mike, and then you can fill in the gaps. All right. Sound good? So we're a relatively new podcast. You guys have been around, what, about four years now? Yeah, about four years. Yeah. So we're we're still in our first year, but we're coming up on, we'll probably release our 52nd episode right around the 1st of April. So that'll be a, a year for us. Uh, we're kind of a bourbon culture kind of thing. We're not a review show. So we're not usually bringing in bourbons and reviewing them and giving thumbs up, thumbs down. We're more in tune with kind of the stories behind the bourbon. We'll have musicians on. We'll have chefs on. We've had authors on and, and other people like that. We try to mix it up a little bit. I don't know, Mike. You want to add to that? I just think we're just two dudes that sit around bullshit about bourbon and talk shit. We just sit around and have a good time. We like to talk to people. Yeah. You know, tell a story. I want to tell the story of, of John Edwards and, and the magical, mystical Zeke that's never around, like a little unicorn. <laughs> but, you know, we like to kick back in front of the fire with uh, Mike's dog, Woodrow, and have a few pours and just talk to our listeners. And I don't know. We don't spend a lot of time breaking the bourbons apart, talking about them too much. We just like to we like it or not. Sure. You know, but we don't really do reviews. No, I yeah. wouldn't say we do reviews at all. We just, we do talk about the bourbon or the whiskey, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Just two good buddies that like whiskey. And people get caught up in it all the time. The, you know, whether or not you would buy it or drink it at a bar or 
leave it on the shelf, whatever the hell you want to call it. I mean, we, we haven't even really defined a rating system. We talk about whether or not we would buy it or just get it at a bar, but ultimately it really comes down to the notes. You know, listen to the notes of what we're saying. And if you listen to that and say, that sounds like something I would drink, then go ahead and drink it. But taste is so subjective that that whole rating system, I mean, the whole rating system in whiskey is screwed anyway. I mean, half of the stuff, nothing is ever under an 80. Right. And they completely took it from wine. So if you're going from a numeric system, it's dumb. And then if you're going from everything else, it's dumb. It's like, just figure out what the notes are. Figure out if you drink it. And if it sounds good to you, I think price is a factor that comes into everything. But we rate because we have to. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to get to a certain point and you're, you're doing a review like we do, and just like you, I think if it's an interview show, maybe this is the stuff you wanted me to talk about on your show. Yeah, this than, is kind of, you know, this is a little bit kind of what I had in mind. but Before I, I blew that up, but... When it comes to an interview, I don't feel like job during the interview is to rate their whiskey. You know, we could talk about whether or not we like it. We could be general. But during an interview, it's you're stewarding their story. And when it comes to a, a straight review show where it's Zeke and I, it's like, okay, here's where we're going to go forward. Now, that's never saying that we would be deceptive or anything on. Do you like chicken and dumplings? Heck, Yeah. I, I hate. I'm six three and three hundred. But how I, do you not like chicken them. and dumplings? Well, I got a backstory to that. You know, my grandmother forced me to eat chicken and dumplings, and from then on, I would never eat it. I won't eat it. If I wish said, I had a grandmother that forced me to eat chicken and dumplings, I won't eat. I don't eat pop popcorn. I'm just weird like that. There's some foods I don't eat. You know, there everything else I eat. I'll drink anything, eat anything except for popcorn, turnips, and. See, this is Billy Goat's ass, I guess. But (laughs) now, Jim, this is more of the stuff I wanted to get into on your show. Yeah, this is kind of like the psychology of the big chief over here. Yeah, like he calls himself Southern, but like Texas folk, they aren't really Southern. Yeah, I'm not sure. South, we're Southwestern. Yeah, Texas is Texas. Like they want to be different on everything. It's a big state. You got you got East Texas, you got West Texas, you got North Texas, you got South Texas. We got a little bit of we got fish down in the south. You got East Texas that's kind of that traditional southern cooking, Cajun a little bit. You got North Texas. I don't even know. They might eat dirt up there. I don't know. Eat some of that Oklahoma dirt, huh? Oklahoma dirt. And but then, I'm saying those, those chicken and dumplings, that is inherently a southern Mm-mm. Both of my sisters will eat chicken and dumplings, but me and my little brother Will not at all. That's weird. And I don't think anybody's ever going to force me to eat chicken. And <laughs> I don't think anybody could force you to eat chicken and dumplings. That's just you're one not of my things. I, I'm sure you're, you eat different things. You know, I, there's things you probably don't like, or somebody's cooked for you. You're like, eh, I could not I pass on that. I don't like raw onions. Raw onions, huh? Raw mm-hmm. onion on a hamburger is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I'd rather cook it. If I had like an onion ring on a hamburger, I'm okay. Raw onion. That's like a northerner thing. No, I mean I put ketchup on too much. You know, the only thing that the only thing that pops out in my mind is something that you know from my childhood I was forced to eat that I just can't touch anymore is liver and onions. I never went liver. No, Mike, liver and onions. You like organ meat? No, not really. No. <laughs> any real man shouldn't like any orc. I don't even like that word. No, it, that is the worst question you could ever ask anybody. Hey, you like some organ meat? 
like oh man it's either number one you're going dirty or number two it sounds like you're being like hannibal lecter yeah i my point on that is you ever eat some brain (laughs) i actually have ate some uh brain before maybe a little bit of monkey brain i ate some squirrel brains once my point on that is is that we all have different palates chianti what the monkey brain yeah just any brain do you eat the brain with chianti no but that was off a hannibal lecter right yeah that's where no I, I don't think I don't. What is Chianti? <laughs> Chianti's a wine. I'm I'm cutting you off, but getting back to a question that you guys had on your show, one of the reasons I drink bourbon is actually beer and wine give me terrible headaches. Now I really like beer and like wine. Just as I get older, I can't drink them like I used to. Really? And bourbon, I can sip. It's nice. I have a couple of them. I'm good. Where the other stuff, I I mean, I think it's probably because you're naturally going to drink more beer than you would whiskey. By volume. Yeah. Sure. You're going to have a couple extra of them, and, and those always give me a headache and wine. I, You know, sometimes I, I like a nice glass of wine, but just like whiskey more. So are you not drinking beer at all? or just? I have one every once in a while. There's some really good craft distilleries here in Nashville that it's hard not to have but you know for the most part i'm not really drinking a whole bunch me and jim are going to mexico in april and there's a a steakhouse at the resort we're going to and they have red chile and red wine there going they're gonna let both of you go to mexico well they might not let me back in u.s after i go down there (laughs) (laughs) they know me pretty well there though uh they as soon as i swim up to the bar they're like hey big chief that's me man i'm here i'm here to party but the the steakhouse i think my record he he rides that wave for seven days straight seven days last year was 10 days days. well that steakhouse they know me there because i set the record on drinking wine at that place i drink five bottles by myself and they're like you need another bottle (laughs) <laughs> yep <laughs> i'll take another steak while you're at it you have to deal with this yes i do <laughs> you feel my pain <laughs> hashtag free big chief free, big, free chief. big chief i feel like we should get big chief and zeke together in a room not tell them there's a microphone there but like secretly have microphones in the room and just leave alcohol in the middle of the table and just see what happens we probably could solve world issues so so like one of those rooms where they put toys in a room and children and then they watch on the cameras yeah see. and two-way mirrors <laughs> and you and i just kind of like i think we could podcast it and narrate it yeah yeah and go back and forth with each other and then watch what they were doing play call yeah it'd be like the super bowl of bourbon drinking <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this could be really really interesting so could zeke put it away yeah heck yeah he can. yeah guys at work are like you probably don't really drink that much bourbon and i guess i don't really but I don't know how many shelves I have on our in our house, you know, how many bottles we have in our house right now, but I don't think there's an unopened bottle unless we just picked it up here this weekend with the 20 other bottles we brought down here with us. I have a lot just because of the number of picks I've been on that are unopened, but it could be the third or fourth yeah, bottle there might be out a of double a pick. bottle or something that I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to save that back or I'm trying to save it for our, my son or something. I think Jim saved some for his boy. Right. Absolutely. Um, I have a bottle, so I got caught up in doing the birthday bourbon, and then I found a bottle of Four Roses that was named Sophia, and it was out of Crown Liquors, and it was actually spelt like my daughter's name, S-O-F-I-A. So I said, okay, well, we are going to get rid of the birthday bourbon, and now this bottle of Four Roses is going to be 
the bottle I give to her when she's older. That's, I think that's pretty badass. I like that better than, you know, everybody's looking for a Blanton's dump date. Everybody's looking for a birthday bourbon. But if I could get a bottle that actually had her, her name, name on it, yeah. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm I'm sold. We are on a bourbon show, right? Because I'm over here just sucking this angel's envy down. That's what she said. Michael's <laughs> talk about the bourbon. I always want to talk about bourbon. I wanted them to know who you were before <laughs> we talked about the Who's bourbon. Who's the devil that just came on your show? <laughs> you guys are a podcast. You talk about bourbon. You also have smooth voices. I feel like a lot of people could really enjoy the smooth, easy listening. It's like... Especially the ladies, right, Mike? Well, I want any woman to sit back at night and lay in her bed next to her husband and listen to me. That's what I want. <laughs> I actually got a few comments where people say, I fall asleep listening to your voice all the time. And I said, well, you know, that sounds about right, but I don't know how you could fall asleep listening to my voice. <laughs> they tell you that? Yeah, they've said. I'm some I've, super fan. A you, super fan. Do you have some super fans? Heck yeah. Like stalkers? No, uh, well, so <laughs> <laughs> we do have some, and thankfully, this is the good thing about being the play-by-play guy, not the analyst. There are some stalkers. They typically stalk Zeke. They are typically men, and they have said some very interesting things to Zeke that I cannot mention while we're recording, but I will tell you when we are off air. So does that, does that really create a problem for Zeke? You know, nobody's shown up at his house yet, but if they want his address, all they have to do is message me, and I'll be happy to give them Zeke's address. I'd put my uh, latitude and longitude on uh, my infinity bottle. My son did it for me, and I posted it on Instagram and on Facebook, and some guys like, I can't read it completely. Could you tell me what the location is? Uh, no, I cannot tell you what my location is. <laughs> Do you need my assistance? <laughs> I, I like, um, there was one thing when we used to do Instagram videos, we changed up how we were doing it a little bit. And one person said like, yeah, I don't really like it because Zeke is too dark and I can't see his face enough. And, but it wasn't in a way where it was like, you know, it was like, I really want to see Zeke's face because he's got a good looking face. And <laughs> the mechanical Zeke was obscured. Yeah, it was, but like, it wasn't just like, I want to see both of you. It was like kind of creepy about how he wanted to see Zeke's face. And That's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, we can. And I'm not even sure if the Zeke guy's real. He's, he's a unicorn. Yeah. He is. <laughs> he is like your hardest to get allocated bottle. I, I think he was scared of me. Oh, that's what Hashtag I think. Where is Zeke? Where is, is Zeke? Zeke real? I did try that for a while. <laughs> and nothing happened? Nothing happened, but. Oh. Yeah, where where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where is Zeke Baker? So let's get into this. I'm going to let Jim take over my show because I took over his. So tell me a little bit about this bottle and what we're drinking. Okay, so well, we are drinking today the Angels Envy Cellar Collection release for 2020. Well, they had one last year about this time. They have this one this year. They're saying that the seller collection is not going to release annually on the same date. It's not kind of a planned thing. It'll come out when it's ready. But this year we have a straight bourbon whiskey finished in tawny port barrels. You say tiny port? Tiny port. Tawny. 
Tiny port. Oh, I thought it was just little barrels. <laughs> little barrels. Tiny, is that what it is? Tiny port. <laughs> tiny port. What is tiny? Well, first of all, you know their standard release, the the regular on the shelf Angel's Envy is also finished in port barrels, but it's finished in a ruby port barrel. Ruby port. So dark port, red. Yeah. So not to get kind of all technical and everything, but port is basically a fortified wine. And a fortified wine is you take a wine and you throw some brandy in it, and that excessive amount of alcohol stops the fermentation process. It maintains that sweetness. And I guess they did that back in the old days so that they could transport it by ship and it wouldn't go bad. So that's what tawny port is. If a woman said, Well, no, if a tawny woman, port is aged. Oh, it's aged. So tawny port will sit in the barrels for a long time. <laughs> if I if a woman told me she was tawny, I would think, man, that's a dirty girl. <laughs> That's what I would think. Tawny, Tawny is. What do you think? You think Tawny's like bronzed? No, just dirty. Like let's get it, let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess now that you told me that, maybe that's a. Now I think if she told me that, I'd be like, wow, she's got some, she's got some uh, experience. So, so let me hear a little <laughs> bit more about this. What what's the proof? So the proof on this is one hundred eleven point six. So this is a ten-year-old bourbon, and uh, there's there's a the young I guess the youngest bourbon is about ten years. They took forty barrels, they married them together to make a blend, aged them in tawny port barrels, and I guess I don't know what the average they ended up with fifty four hundred bottles. So you do the math. I'm, I'm not really and good the at price math. is probably not cheap on this. Yeah, it's two hundred fifty dollars. One point three million dollars. Now Mike found a bottle. What did you pay for your bottle? Two hundred twenty seven dollars at Kroger's, and I got my fuel points. So Julie did not help you. I don't think Julie's going to get that in her shop uh, at all. And I walked into the Kroger in Middletown, and the guy knew who I was, like, automatically. He was a listener. He's like, you're a big chief. And I was like, looking around, I was like, <laughs> how do you know who I am? Again, Zeke is the only person who gets recognized. I don't, but people have been like, oh, man. Zeke has been running, and people have driven the car up next to him, been like, you're Zeke from Tad Shrinking Bourbon, aren't you? I was down in Nulu, and a guy said, walking past me and my wife, we were down there shopping. He was like, you're that whiskey man. No. Jim, get used to it. Yeah, this is This is what happens. You and I don't get recognized. Big Chief and Zeke do. Uh, big Chief, is uh, he's a big boy. There is a support group for us, <laughs> though, just so you know. Whiskey helps. <laughs> Which one of you wants to go first? Tell me what you got. Let's talk about this whiskey a little bit. Well, Jim was just talking. I, I done finished my glass. You had about four. And I'm drinking something else now. So you're back on a horse soldier. No, actually, <laughs> I'm drinking that. Is it Pinhook? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking now. Um, the, but the Angel's Envy, great expression. I felt like the price on it is, is a little bit much for most people. Um, and I think most people have said that. And Wes, when I interviewed him, he even said that. And that was disconcerting for me a little bit on Angel's Envy. Maybe they went a little bit too high. The juice inside the bottle, though, is awesome. Yeah. yeah so if you're somebody who is not opposed to a finished bourbon, something finished in wine barrels this one is it's an upper class drink i think i'm about to disagree with both of you oh jesus um and that's a beautiful thing about this show the the nose is phenomenal mm -hmm. love the nose on this completely falls off for me on the taste and i feel like the taste is not 111 per, is it 111 yeah i don't get that i wouldn't so, get that either i just i'm like that elf you know the elf the movie. I know yeah. you got kids. Your dad's yeah. drinking bourbon. You watch that probably five million times. I love Elf. And I'm kind of like that giant elf. I, you know, some 
some syrup every once in a while is not bad. No, but that's cereal. what I get on the nose, and that's the thing with the really, really good finished Angel's Envies. Like, there's a cast strength unicorn blend that was a one time bottling that is like pancakes and syrup. I want that. The reason I don't like this is because I don't get that on the taste. So I get it on the nose, and then I feel like the floor just falls out of it on the taste like so are you saying that the finish is not there at all i'm not getting anything like yeah. i'm i'm getting stuff but it's not you know and i should describe what that is it's never good to say stuff. i'm getting stuff but that's not even the point it's like i feel like the nose is so full and the nose is at angel's envy finished syrupy sweet all of that stuff is there on the nose the fruit and then you have the taste and you're like where the hell did it all go yeah so the finish drops off really quick. It It is. It's gone. Absolutely. And that's the thing for me that paying 250 bucks for this, mm -hmm. I would be so disappointed because I know you guys were saying like, yeah, we got two. So let me ask you this. When you're tasting this God and it damn. reaches sort of the back of your palate there, does that kind of chocolate cherry come through? Yeah. Does that something that you like? I like it. I want to know where the hell the rest of this is. Yeah, so then that finish, that, that chocolate cherry finish just kind of just drops off. Yeah. It's like a cliff, right? It goes away. That was my problem with this one. So I love this. The nose on this was amazing. The palate was good on it. The finish is where it failed for me. I don't even want to call it the taste because I don't feel like it was around long enough. I mean, it was like mid-palate, mm -hmm. gone. It's like the Tower of Terror. But you also at, said you and Zeke aren't finished bourbon guys. But I could still appreciate a finished bourbon for what it was like, right? I'm not going to buy this, but I could tell you in drinking it, I'm always looking to get wowed. And it's like that meme that goes around a bourbon where someone would say, Pappy is overrated, prove me wrong. Whatever that is, somebody's putting most likely ends up on bourboner and it's something changed my mind. I don't gravitate towards finished whiskey. But it doesn't mean I can't appreciate one or evaluate it and say objectively to somebody, if you like Finnish whiskey, you will probably like this. I'm still like, where did this go? I think you're right up there that fell off a cliff. But to me, the taste on that, whenever you first drink it, it to me, it's a good bourbon. That, that was kind of that chicken and dumplings thing. Your taste, me and Jim always say that, your bourbon, your way, right? And maybe that's the... Maybe that's the Tennessee part of you that feels like it falls off. Yeah, for me, you know, when I when it I nose fell off for Jim too. <laughs> yeah, well, when I well, when Jim's I, really from Ohio. Yeah, when I when I nosed this bourbon, I was pretty I was pretty impressed by it. When I tasted it, it hit the front of my palate. I thought, wow, it really matches the nose. It's pretty cool. And then it hit the back of my palate, and uh, and it kind of had that chocolate cherry finish on it. But it, then it just went away. You know, if you take the finish out of the equation, I think it's a I think it's a home run, but I think it drops off too quick. It's something that I if you sit there and you keep sipping on it, you don't let that finish go away. Yeah. It's nice. Now there there was only 5400 bottles of this and it's priced out of most people's pockets. I think me and Jim are just in a different part of our life or we have a means to where if we want to buy a bottle like that, we can buy a bottle. I, I have my threshold of where I think I mentally can buy a bottle at. What know? is that? I'm curious. $300, I think, is. Yeah, you know, I, that's I normally don't. Not, not, and I bought this one, but I normally don't do that because there's so many champions on the shelf. You know, I just, I'm so ready to go buy the next greatest thing. I'm going to tell you what, you know, I'd never met Wes Henderson before. 
I'm not going to preach him up or anything, but the man that sat in the room with him, it was like I sat down with one of my best friends, just a great, honest guy. He wasn't trying to sell me on their bourbon. Me and him just sat down and he told, he said he told me stories that nobody on a podcast or anybody in an interview has ever asked him. And to me, that meant a lot um, for him to be honest and upfront with me. So Jim let you go do something by yourself? Oh yeah, I'd do it all the time. I'm surprised he let the reins go. Well, I mean, I'm kind of fortunate to have Mike, and I probably shouldn't say that. It's going to go to his head. You know, it's going to be. I'm I'm fortunate to have somebody who can go out and host a show without me, and the same, you know, I'll go do one as well. So we can actually split our time and go different directions. See, I don't have that because Zeke doesn't know. <laughs> Zeke, I'm, you're lazy. I asked him. I tried to get him to push the button, and he can't even push the button. He's like, I don't know how to record. I don't know how to set it up. I don't know how to do. Well, you got to know your limits and your strengths, right? Yeah. So this one, I know you guys don't really get down with rating, but we just kind of throw it out there at the end. I'm probably a pass on this one. Yeah. And the reason being that it falls off, and this is where other things come into play, where there are other Angel's Envy expressions let's say that if I was going Let's say if it was an $80 bottle, would it still be a pass? Yeah, because there's other Angel's Envy I like more than this one. You know, I buy that. I th- think Wes, he's a great salesman. You know, it's nothing against yeah. Angel's Envy. It's it's this, and one of the things that I think as you guys go on more and more and more, and you're buying every single bottle, it gets down to a point where would I buy an ounce of it? I'd probably buy an ounce to try it. I only really need an ounce of everything. Right. I don't need the full bottle. I remember before where it was like, oh, man, I got to get this bottle because I'm going to post a picture on Instagram and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. It's all those things that you do before and I felt like I needed the bottles. Not saying you guys are like that. I'm saying me. This was my story. Uh, And now I'm like, I don't need the bottle. I just need one to two ounce sample of it and I will be able to put it in the Rolodex and say I had it. Now I can say, oh, I remember the tawny finish. It kind of fell off, but I got... A lot of sweetness, chocolate, syrup on the front, and then it was gone. Yeah. I think there's there's bourbons like that. You know, I taste an ounce of it, and I'm like, I'm never going to put that in my mouth again. OFC, a perfect example. 404 Kitchen did cost for OFC ounces. So it was 100 bucks an ounce because, you know, it's a very, very expensive bottle. Everything was 100 bucks an ounce. I had it, and I go, it's thin. It was a 90-something proof, and I'm like, if I'm spending that much for a pour, I don't want it to be 90 proof and thin. Jim has a bottle, I don't know what year it is, of George T. Stagg. You know what year it is, Jim? Uh, 2017, 2018? No, I don't know which year. Now, I've siphoned gasoline that tastes better than that bourbon. Now, that's just me. That's my tasting palate. I drank it. He's like, hey, have a pour of this. I felt so bad. Because it was like the first time I'd been over to Jim's house. He's like, Mike, you got to try this George T. Stag. I tasted it. I was like, "Is did he just give me some gasoline? No, it's different strokes for different folks. That, that is. Because George T. Stag is something that uh, not everybody can, can it, take in. See, that's my favorite. Yeah. It I'll tasted, be the first to tell you right now, Stag is my favorite pour. Not favorite pour ever. Yeah. Because now we're getting into more dorky details of years. And yeah. Stuff things like that but that, if that just I can wasn't get, my kick if i can get one bottle of george c stag every year i'm a happy man handy is also kind of coming as the the unsung hero for a lot of things now like, the 17 handy was pretty good i thought uh, even the 18 handy was very orangey like yeah. it had it, i think it was everything that the parker's heritage from that year wanted to be 
you know, where, what was the Parker's Heritage in that same year? It was the uh, barrel finished where it was kind of like, it kind of tasted like a Grand Marinier. Was was it the Orange Curacao? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It kind of right. tasted like a grandma, but it wasn't really. Yeah, that's a bottle. That's another one of those bottles that I have only the neck gone in. Yeah. And it still sits there in my bar. Yeah. yeah. We, we drank that. That's that's really good. <laughs> See? It, you know, different strokes for yeah. different folks. And it's one of those ones where that's why he has it on the bar so that when you come over, now you know what bottle you can kill. He tried to give me some old Maysville. I, I sat there for an hour with that in my glass and didn't drink a sip. And I think he kept looking at me. And I bet he was thinking, that joker, man, he could suck down four or five glasses of bourbon. He's sitting over there with that one <laughs> glass tonight. What's wrong with that bourbon? <laughs> But it sounds to me on this one, Jim, you're probably with me. You might be more of a bar, though. You might get this at a bar. Yeah, so am I happy I paid two fifty for a bottle? Probably not. But now that I have it, I'm going to share it with as many people as I can to let them get the experience. That's what you should do. Yeah. And it sounds like Big Chief wants to buy that half of the bottle off of you. <laughs> well, we don't. I'd say we never do that with each other. You should. But here's what we do is Jim will be like, hey, Mike, don't open your bottle yet. We'll drink my bottle and then we'll drink your bottle. And we do that. We just we're just like that. We yeah. we have two bottles of the Woodford Reserve chocolate chocolate rye. We'll just share them with everybody. You know, we just want to share our whiskey with people. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, nothing good wrong friends. with that at all. You know, we're not greedy people. You know, I've had people in my house not. Hey, open everything that you don't see open. I don't care. Just drink it. You know, I want a, people to love what I love about bourbon. Well, I don't want a museum in my house. You no, know, yeah. like that's the thing is it's not. Yeah, I've got those bottles like that neck, you know, the bottle where the neck pour is gone and then it just sits there. When Chattanooga put out the 91 and 111, Tim was signing bottles for everyone. And there was a group of us that went down. He He allowed me to graciously allowed me to bring a bunch of people from the dad's group down with us while we were going to record a podcast that Zeke did not show up for actually. Once again, the unicorn. Um, <laughs> as he was signing bottles, I go, Tim, don't worry about signing my bottle. Like My hand is just going to smudge your signature when I go to grab the bottle because I'm going to drink it. So he actually signed it for me and he said, drink me. And then he wrote his name. But I, I said, I don't care if you sign a bottle or not because I'm just going to drink it i'm gonna keep reaching for it and i'm gonna smudge your signature yeah whenever you're you decided to make a podcast how did you come up with just you and zeke and not a third person i don't have a lot of friends he's got one friend <laughs> <laughs> i mean that, that's really what it came down to is that zeke and i were doing it i think there's plenty <clears throat> of people for us what we wanted to do was always have an open door policy so if you hear a lot of times at the end of our, our podcast it's we're here in nashville let us know when you're coming to town. We want to have you on. Now, a lot of times we're, we have consideration with the kids, so we may be a pain in the ass to schedule with because it's like we record after the kids go to bed. It's like you guys coming in from out of town, I got to get special permission to record in the middle of the day. If you can make when we record, we have an open door policy. Kind of like it's good to have two mainstays and then anybody else, a rotating cast, whoever else wants to come on with us. We have no pretension at all about it. It's And you've had other other podcasts on. A hundred percent. You've had bourbon and blondes on. We have bourbon and blondes on. We've had blue collar bourbon on. We've had a whole bunch of I can't you even have bourbon lens, you guys work together too? We haven't had them on. We've talked about it. Yeah. We just haven't been able to get them on yet. It's really just whoever is here and whoever comes into town. Obviously we're not 
able to travel as much as we can with younger kids. My, Mikey's Mikey. I'm gonna call him Mikey because he's a little beef feller from the Bourbon Lens. He he's him and his wife don't. They're kidless, so they probably just travel on down here to Nashville. They're travelers. For us, it's it's more of a, a to do to schedule out some travel and. You know, there's some travel that I do every year. I go to Grades and Grits every year. I'm going to be going to Spirits and Soul in Memphis. So there are some certain, so there are certain things that I will travel for. So it's got to be big to get me to leave Nashville for other stuff. I know there are some events that go on in Kentucky and they're like, hey, do you want to come up for this event? And I go, what's different about that event than these five events that are already happening in Nashville? I don't want to sound like a jerk about it, but... It's like you go to a table, you get a sample of whiskey, somebody's there, that same person's going to be here in a month. What am I missing? And so it, it's a bigger to-do to get us to go out. Well, your dad, too, and that time's valuable, I'll tell you that. Yeah. You're not going to get that time with your kids back. I mean, going to distilleries <clears throat> and doing stuff like that, I always try to make it up once a month and go up to Kentucky and visit some distilleries. But When you come up, give us a ring, man. We'll, we'll come out and drink a little bit with you. I, I would know, love to. I know Mike and I both have, uh, we're both empty nesters. So we got big houses with spare bedrooms. Heck yeah. Come up and hang out with well, us. Well, I will warn you that our house, we don't have a naked room. We have a naked house. <laughs> <laughs> we both I, wear cowboy boots around, but. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I just feel like Big Chief would be one of those guys that like you wake up and he's like, he's spooning you. You want some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> no, like you just wake up and he's behind you like. I just wanted to watch you sleep. You just looked so cute. Hey, I'll tell you this. You come over to our, our farm, I make homemade bacon. Heck yeah. Um, We'll sit back on our back deck, and it almost looks like Gatlinburg back there. We'll go down by the fire, and it, we, we'd like to have you guys come up, and we'll do a big old, like, around the fire I would podcast. love to do some open fire cooking, too. Yeah. Right, on, right on Jep the Creek, Woodrow. <laughs> But tell me a little bit about where people can find your podcast and, and how they can download you guys. I, I want to make sure we get the word out. So you can find us anywhere you can download a podcast at Spotify, Apple iTunes, just anywhere you can get a podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, at our website at thebourbonroad.com. You can find myself at One Big Chief. I'm Jay Shannon, 63, and The Bourbon Road is also has a closed Facebook group now called The Bourbon Roadies, and where like-minded people come and hang out and chit-chat about what's going on in their bourbon life. So come on, join the group, hang out with us. We have a good time. How do you get the nickname Big Chief? So I'm part Native American, and I was in the Coast Guard for 24 years, and you know I retired as a chief, so being 6'3 and 300 pounds, you know, big big chief <laughs> and that just it just kind of stuck you know i've heard other guys say oh that's what i call my husband or i call it and i'm like well how big is your husband well, he's five five and i'm like that's it's not very big what size boots does he wear he wears a size nine man i'm sitting here looking at boots on you and john and i think they're, <laughs> i think i'm wondering I john what size of what size of boots 13 you wear? yeah that's i'm a 14 and it's a hard thing to find a boot i was 14 for a little bit and i have a very high arch I did 14 for a little bit and then kind of settled back down to 13. Yeah. And it's tough. Growing up, it was tough. Yeah, that's just that's just how I kind of came about it. And, you know, I do have a big personality. I love to party. I love a good time. Center I'm a, of attention. I'm, I'm Some guys at work call me Mayor Mike. <laughs> big Chief is good, but, like, dances with bourbon. Dances with bourbon. Might even be better. Well, whenever I, I, I sign up. 
I sign a barrel over at Leaper's Fork, and whenever I do sign a barrel, I'll usually put a, a crossed anchor with a crossed either arrow or a spear. Um, and that's, and I write Big Chief on there, and that's that's kind of been my thing. And maybe one of these days you'll see a bourbon with that or on a T-shirt on there you can get. I'd, I'd love to see a bourbon on the one day of with that on there. I do want to mention, before you guys go, I appreciate you leaving the door open, and I think your <laughs> wives are coming back now, but I appreciate you leaving the door open so that I could escape if I needed to. <laughs> but thank you guys both for coming on the show. We've loved having you, and uh, can't wait to get you on again when Zeke is here. want to let you know before we leave that all of the glassware provided to us was provided by distilleryproducts.com. Now, Jim, I know you guys use distilleryproducts.com we do. too. Yeah, absolutely. We actually found out about distillery products by listening to your show. Did you just get the Glens or did you do any of the other ones? The so, Tuith or the... No, just the Glens for now. Uh, you know, we've talked about some rocks glasses and we may do that next. But for now, just the Glens. They have flasks. We just got a couple flasks from them. Uh, you could get the Wee Glen, Karen. You can get the Tuith. You could get all of them. I'm very happy as we're doing this. Both of you, come on in. We're almost done. We're It's okay. I better put my britches back on. <laughs> <laughs> Big Chief just took his britches off a little bit. But uh, <laughs> but you can get all sorts of glasses. They are the number one place for all of your laser etch needs. They are the places that all of the distilleries go. The place that you were at yesterday, Leaper's Fork, they use distillery products. So. Yeah. All of these distilleries, actually how I found out about them was talking to the different distilleries, figuring out where they went for their Glencairns and their laser etch needs. Distillery Products is the number one place to get a neat glass laser etched in North America or actually the only place. Go see Janie. Go see Carson. Go see Vicky. All my friends at distilleryproducts.com. You can find Dad's Drinking Bourbon. On Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast, and you can also find us here in Nashville, Tennessee. Jim, Mike, thank you both very, very, very much. Our pleasure. Thanks, man. Come back. We will. We'll do. Cheers. Cheers.